0: Hey, Megan.
1: Hey, Nicholas.
0: So what did we talk about today?
1: Today, we talked with Carolyn Rowe of the Movemakers.
0: We did, and we talked about how uh, what it's like to run your business in the middle of a pandemic.
1: And how to create systems to stay organized for growth.
0: All that and more on another exciting episode of the Refreshing Edge podcast.
1: Enjoy. Enjoy.
0: Welcome to the Refreshing Edge podcast, hosted by Megan and Nicholas DeSalvo, about what businesses go through when branding, developing creative, and marketing their business in an ever changing digital climate.
1: It's also about leadership, company culture, building community, working with your spouse, and whatever we feel is important to share with you today.
0: You might know Megan as an amazing wife, incredible mother, thespian, entrepreneur, co owner, and creator of opportunities at Edge One Media, and volunteer for every nonprofit organization that exists in Portland and maybe beyond.
1: You might know Nicholas for his love of coffee, tennis, watches, video games, and all things Portland.
0: So the first question I'd like to ask you is, who are you, what do you do, and why is it important?
2: So my, my name's Carolyn Rowe, and my company is The Movemakers. And I started the company in 2013, when I first moved to Oregon. And what I wanted to do is to build a company that would stand alone. Um, It would provide a service, but, but even more important to me would be that it would be a company where everyone was empowered to do their job and we would work together and collaborate versus me just finding us work and being the rainmaker. So it's taken about seven years to develop that and the the business that we're in is to help people when they when they decide to move. So about 70% of our clients are seniors and it's very overwhelming when you decide to move and you've lived in your house for years and years. And we provide that kind of we stand beside that person and help plan the the entire process of moving and we think it's a great opportunity. To look at your life and figure out what you want to do next and what of your things support that. So those were our two goals.
1: That's great. So what attracted you specifically to the move industry and packing, planning, and organizing people's moves?
2: Well, I worked as a professional organizer and for many years and I also developed systems and so I kind of combined those two things and, and moving if you think about it is sort of a, a very large organizing project. So instead of going in and organizing a garage or organizing, I used to help people set up QuickBooks and set up their filing, the move could take you know, a year or more to prepare for. And I love all the moving pieces. So that's what, that's what um, attracted me to the move management industry.
0: So you said you started your business in 2013 when you moved to Oregon. Where did you move from?
2: I moved from the Bay Area,
0: the East Bay in California. And how was the transition from Bay to?
2: You know, it, it wasn't bad. Um, there's a lot of things that are similar about Portland to the San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. So other than not knowing anybody here, it it was uh, it was a nice transition, and I found the Oregonians to be super friendly and uh, and all the the businesses um, very nice and all the networking groups. so I found it pretty easy.
0: What do you like about building business?
2: I love building a business. It's what really fires me up so I love that um, that my main job I I feel is to remove obstacles for everybody who works for the company. So if there's if I if we find out that one of our systems wasn't working, we tr- we troubleshoot and figure out a new way to do it. We all talk about it, and then I usually write a policy or a procedure maybe a throw in a couple forms and then we watch it develop and see if it works and test it out. And I love that process.
0: What does so, you like building a business?
2: Uh, well, when I first started, uh, I realized that I had to wear all these different hats. So I basically did everything myself. And then I started building the team and the really challenging part was to take part of my job and teach it to somebody else and then document it so that they could, they could do it. And then you also have to figure out how are we going to know if they're doing it? So you have to figure out some controls and some metrics in there also. Um, And it, it was, it was a long slog at the beginning, but then I realized that you, that, that if I found help in the areas that weren't my strong suits, that that would be, that would be beneficial. And so to find the right people to help me in the parts that I wasn't good at was also difficult because I went through, I I figure I made every mistake almost that you could make in my attempt to do that. And so how large
1: is your team?
2: Our team is at 15 right now and many um, workers one of our big um, values is freedom and so one of the things we have always done is to we is allow our employees to let us know when they're not available for work so if somebody has kids that go to college they can block out whatever time they need to go go there they can they can block out time for a month in europe whatever they want to do um, I don't always have work for them, but
1: we have a little bit
2: larger team so we can allow allow people to have some freedom and, and live their lives.
1: Yeah, we feel really strongly about that also um, in our business. And so the work-life balance is very important. And if someone wants to go live a little uh, and have those lived experiences, we really want to provide that for them. So uh, kudos to you for that. Thank you.
0: So um, full disclosure, we have worked together for several years now. We have. Um, And uh, it's exciting for us to hear that, you know, you have a team of 15 people when uh, really, you know, we got, uh, we started working together uh, sort of on accident because Megan had called you thinking that you were interested in our services. I think this is how the story goes. Megan, maybe you could tell it.
1: Yeah, so I had gotten back from a um like a tabling uh and I had these cards of people who were interested in speaking with me and your card somehow got into that mix. But I don't think like you didn't remember putting that in there and but but we just we talked on the phone and hit it off and you were like, "Well, yeah, actually we should meet and talk." And you know, it was just a happenstance that we I think it, started I think working it was in.
2: probably meant to be. Yes, I think so as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so really, it's, it, it's exciting to track your growth over the last um, several years and see that you've grown your team and your business and you're navigating some of the, the big struggles that entrepreneurs have. You know, and one of the biggest ones that we find is that people try to do everything. They try to hold on to things very tightly. And it seems like you really try to get other people to do the things that you don't want to do.
2: Exactly. That's I, I've been like that since I was a small child and I got into trouble for it. Yeah. But now I but now who's gonna who's gonna put me in detention for that now?
0: That's right. But it's one of the biggest indicators of success for uh, a business owner because you know, trying to do everything yourself is a recipe to staying small.
2: And burnout. Absolutely. So I would like to become completely redundant in my business. So I'm really into empowering everyone.
0: So what, I mean, what is the goal? You say you want to become completely redundant so that other, you have someone doing all the things that you do
2: Mm -hmm. now. And I'm, uh, and I'm at this point, only doing a couple things in the company down from 15 or so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Is that the end goal for you? Or do you want to, you know, like completely step out and then maybe start something else or, or just um, I do
2: have I do have you know lots of other ideas and, and I, I figure this this is I have a few more goals for this company, so I want to, I want to complete those. I don't see myself not being not involved at all, but I love watching it actually work really well. I'm really proud of it. So at this point I, I'm just really enjoying that stage.
1: What advice would you have for business owners who do struggle with that ability to um, empower other people to do the things that they have always done in their business?
2: Well, I would, I would uh, suggest that they, I did work with a couple different coaches in the early stages, and that was very helpful to to figure out many things. But one of them was which part of the business did did I want to do personally, um, so I would I would recommend that you go carefully because I've made a lot of mistakes and turned things over too soon or to the wrong person in the past, and that's a that's definitely a, lear- a learning curve and and uh, it happens probably to everybody. But it depends on what kind of a business you want. So a lot of businesses are really the front person is the owner. And that's okay, because if your goal is that you're, you want to create a job for yourself and get some helpers and do a great job, and then one day you won't want to do it anymore, that's okay. And that's what a lot of people want, and it's just a small gap. I just had a vision for for creating something that would be here when I wasn't. And that, I think, documenting everyone's jobs and making that work, that was probably the hardest thing I did, but I was determined to do that. So that because because that was my goal. So I guess getting your goals straight because yeah. neither one is right or wrong.
1: yeah, and I, and honestly, I, I believe you have some of the best systems that I've ever seen. you know we we get an inside peek into a lot of industries and a lot of businesses. And uh, I would say that hands down, you you have the systems down for your business. and and I think that that is definitely difficult to do and, uh, and took a lot of your time, but I think that it will pay off in the long run for it all.
2: It feels like good. I have uh, my handbook during COVID, my hand, we, we concentrated on the handbook and also some training and everybody worked together and the handbook went from one small book to nine binders. <laughs> and, uh, and one of my things I'm really proud of is that we carry things all the way through. Um, so that means we start, you know, with a consultation we provide all the services then we follow up and then we take the follow up and we act on it as a group so i'm really proud of that and that was not easy to implement that system but we we i feel this great sense of completeness so we we get we, you know if we if there's something that didn't work for someone we really tear it apart and figure out how how we can make that better
0: I love that. I think you've also done a really good of job of branding your business um, and um, and aligning your actions to your goals. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have said that you don't really want to build a job for yourself. And so you haven't become the face of your business in the mm-hmm. same way that many business owners have. And really, you know, you're the move makers and, you know, your your brand is out front and center. And even now I'm looking at your uh, podcast listeners won't be able to see this, but looking at your screen and I see you are wearing blue and you have orange pillows in the background. There we go. It's the very, uh, it's quintessentially move makers. (laughs)
2: There we go. We are, we are well branded for sure.
0: How has COVID been for you?
2: You know, I, I, I am a very positive person. And so I don't, I don't spend a lot of time kind of wallowing around. So there was a decision at the very beginning, are we going to, are we going to kind of curl up or are we going to go out there? And I I got some very good advice. In fact, from both of you that we're going to, we're going to go out there. And, and so we followed that advice and we made some offerings to help people that were completely free, um, we we just we called everybody to make sure they were all right. We kept everybody posted, and we did not hesitate to to be out front. And I am really proud of us. And then we can we proceeded to work on our internal systems. I had these goals, you know, what what we're gonna accomplish and the whole team kept working. And then eventually we we made safety protocols. We did a lot of research and we did training and then we were right back out there. So I feel that it was actually like many things an opportunity to see what we were made of. And we didn't lose any employees. Um, Everybody that wanted to work is back working and i'm super proud of us and that was excellent advice
0: well thank you um we thought it was the right thing and still you know um when when things get hard business business owners have to step up and and be leaders otherwise what's going to happen and um we thought that was really important it was just to reach out and take care of Anybody that you could in that moment, because mm-hmm. there are so many who are going to struggle and still will um, through what amounted to be one of the biggest shocks to our um, society, economy, culture, and the history of our lifetime.
1: Yeah, definitely. So to shift over to how you speak about the move makers now and, and what you're looking at Moving forward, why should somebody buy from you?
2: Well, if if somebody is overwhelmed with the thought of moving, then um, I I recommend that they talk to a professional rather than going to their own families for a bunch of reasons. So, a professional can be a non judgmental person and we are very non-judgmental, and we also are very adept at getting a project moving because we are project managers. So we can save a lot of time and stress and money because when people, when people, when families are involved, it's very stressful. And so we've had a lot of projects lately where the family is not here because they can't be here. And so we've acted as, as a, a representative of them and taking care of you know parents and other family members. So I like I, I think that we are a serious company. We take it very seriously to, to, to provide our services consistently and with care. So I would choose, you know, I would choose a company that ha- that works on their company. And it isn't just, you know, maybe one person. So I think that since we do have a team and the team knows what they're doing and we have experience, we provide estimates. So everything is out front. I just think that's really important. Having gone through the process of becoming that company, that it's it's just, I look for companies to deal with myself now that do those kind of things because I, I believe in them and I believe in companies that do that extra work to become, you know, to get the highest certification they can and to do things properly and consistently and not to cut corners and, and uh, just kind of make it work.
0: How, how do you tell your story to your customers?
2: We, that's a good question. So we tell, we, our website has a lot of different, you know, components. We are, we have a lot of different materials where we explain what we do. Uh, We could probably, you know, do more about that, but we, what we do try to use social media and, and, you know, that's about it right now. Do
1: you think we're doing a good job at telling our story? I think yeah. I think you do a better job at telling your story than you give yourself credit for. Yeah. Cause yes, it does sure. Your website and your social media, all of those things, your newsletter, everything has pieces of your story. Mm-hmm. But what I find to be really compelling is when you get in front of a potential customer or when you are giving a talk um, or you're doing one of your workshops, you know, I think those are the moments where you you go deeper into your story. And um, and I think that not only do you tell your story, but I think that you have trained your staff and and team how to tell the story as well.
2: They are, I think, they probably tell the story better than me at this point. <laughs> but yes, we all we we all uh, we we def- they definitely carry the brand really well. That's one really important thing. We actually have different various policies about that. You know, we're we're very. I think we are very consistent in our branding and really positive. And even the colors that we we have um, mean reliability and energy. And that's exactly what we are.
0: Yeah. I, I think that you did a good job of consistently putting out um, branded information. And that is a big part of telling uh, your story, who you are, what you do, why it's important. And you just do that over and over again. You know, it's like, you know, when I was, uh, when I was in college, I was about to give a speech and my grandpa, I was having a hard time. My grandpa said, you just tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, then tell them what you told them. And that's my entire approach to marketing is just keep on doing that over and over and over and over again.
2: Right. I got that advice too. That's that it's, a, it's a, how you write a paper and how you tell how can you yeah. tell a story.
0: And I mean, that's, uh, that's important. That's easy to lose track of mm-hmm. when you're thinking about all the things that you could possibly say. Uh, but if you can just focus on the things that are quintessentially you, mm-hmm. just tell those things over and over again, in maybe different and inspiring ways, you'll be in good shape.
2: And I, I like to keep you, as you know, I like to keep everything very simple and straightforward. <clears throat> so that's part of our brand too. I
1: love that. I learned that uh, at a young age as well. They used to say to keep it simple (laughs) and (laughs) that's stuck with me. So we, we touched on uh, the goals that you had for, for the company when you started and and all of those things. And you say you still have a few more. Uh, Do you have any big scary goals that you're putting out there that you'd like to share?
2: Big scary goals. Well, I I really want uh, to move into a commercial building. So it's it's very interesting because I I I usually set my goals and then I I kind of chip away at getting to, to them. And I I, I had a, a bit of a uh, interesting ha- thing happen where I found the perfect building recently, very recently. Wow! And I sort of had to go through this. Uh, this process with it to, to gauge whether, cause I knew I wanted it really badly, <laughs> but what I, what it, what I did was I kind of went through this process to, to see if my goal was still in, in alignment. So it's hard to go through because when you really want something, you know,
0: you yes. just want to
2: do it like right now. Let's, oh let's yeah. Get you it. get <laughs> absolutely
0: like summit fever, you know, like Everest climbers, they get summit fever. They want to get the goal no matter what the cost is.
2: That was exactly it. And, and that's, that's a big goal for me. Um, So I I kind of reevaluated, which it was hard, but I reevaluated and I decided that it would be more of a distraction right now than it was to, to keep, just keep going at what we're doing, which is, which, so I had to kind of take the harder route and not just distract myself with Oh, how, how, you know, who's going to have which office and, you know, which parking place and just get back to work. And so that, that was a little, that was an interesting event and that was just happened in the last couple months.
0: What So but what was the thing that made you decide not to pursue it?
2: I really worked hard at the, the numbers and what my financial goals were for the company and, and sort of. I, it, it, yeah I just looked at it and it didn't make as much sense as I wanted it to so yeah that was that was that was one and it, it's still out there but I'm not sure like we literally never have any clients that step across the threshold we are totally you know low-key so we don't need visibility I just wanted visibility yeah so that, it was such a great branding opportunity so uh-huh. that so so Yep. So that's what happened.
1: I think that that's going to be something that a lot of businesses struggle with in the next couple of years is is Mm -hmm. people who do even have commercial space. Do they keep it or do they Mm -hmm. not keep it? I think businesses have already started struggling with that. But, um, you know, yeah, it's because so much has gone virtual. So, you know, if people don't step into your space as often, you know, that's that's going to be an interesting, um, you know, thing to see how. Right, uh, businesses handle that decision. So, uh, good was, for you for, you know, it looking
2: purely, at purely vanity, purely yeah. vanity. I wanted my, I wanted the name like on the street.
1: Yes. And, and <laughs> I, yeah, so
2: that it was hard to give up. I have to tell you, but once I, once I, and my, my brother helped me a lot, he's, he's a really smart financial person and he, uh, so we ran through like return on investment and all kinds of different things. And, uh, you yeah, know, my numbers just didn't work out as much as I wanted them to. It, did, yeah. it didn't make any sense at all. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's a hard thing. That's something that we're going to have to deal with ourselves is, you know, in the changing face of what business is, it doesn't make sense for us to keep in office, even though I love coming to my office and taking the elevator to the top floor and walking in and like looking out over my majestic view, especially during right now when it's approaching peak foliage and in autumn. I know uh, it's I, you know, I feel like a big shot whenever I walk in and, um, That
2: was it. Yeah. That was, the, that was that feel. That was the thing I wanted.
0: How much is that <laughs> yes. feeling worth to me? You yeah. know, does that make any business sense at some level? It sort of does because it gives me some kind of something, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I think I overvalue what that, <laughs> that something is.
2: Exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would give me a little more zip in my right. step right yeah. but how much is how much is that worth and does it really make sense so that is it that is a I'm glad that I don't own a big building right now
0: where everyone is
1: working virtually <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh. I yeah I think being a commercial property owner right now would be really hard
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: because I, I do think there's going to be some kind of exodus from commercial space over the next mm-hmm. couple years as we realize that, we have the tools to work remotely.
1: I agree. Well, and just the industries that have been impacted, you know, I think that some of us, you know, we're, we sit in industries that are not as heavily impacted as, you know, restaurant and other, you know, hospitality industries. And so I think, um, you know, the face, we we talked about that at the beginning of the pandemic when we drove around with our children, we would say, you know, we don't know what this will look like a year or two years from now. Mm -hmm. You know, who knows if these things will still be, um, where they are currently so it'll be interesting to see um you know i keep saying interesting it's it's a uh, it's sad um but also very interesting to see how this will evolve and what will come of it and what new industries may come from this
2: it is a very interesting time to live in and i yeah my heart goes out to everyone who's impacted i know my my parents are having a rough time just being isolated and I'm, I'm kind of a quiet person, so it's, I'm usually, you know, pretty good. I just keep my head down and keep going, but every, you know, people are impacted and I miss, I miss my family who all lives in different areas. So it's going to be an interesting holiday season.
0: Yes. Well, I know that the navigating the holidays uh, is going to be a little bit difficult. For mm-hmm. people. And, you know, especially if, uh, uh, different families have different risk tolerances
1: mm-hmm.
0: for exposure. Um, yes. We'll see how that But goes.
1: hopefully people will still decorate their homes and, and still have some of that cheer. <laughs> Tune in.
2: <laughs> Christmas is coming. It's
1: true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do a Christmas a holidays podcast and we can see how your um, decor changes.
2: There you go. Yeah. Seasonally. It keeps, hmm. keeps, keeps things interesting here. Yes, absolutely.
0: What's your favorite color?
2: It's got to be orange and blue. <coughs> at least, at least blue.
0: At least blue. orange,
2: orange uh, or I love orange, but uh, and I actually love to wear orange, but my team loves wearing blue, so mm. we focus on blue. But all their little tools for their kits, I got in orange. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: yeah everything is a branding opportunity it is
1: so uh as we as we finish up here uh one more question that we have for you is just what is what is your absolute favorite thing about what you do
2: i have to say i love building the business it's very exciting and that's that's my favorite thing. I do I love what we do, that we provide um, this this very amazing service. But I have to say, I love the dynamics of having a team and watching people take ownership of their of their positions and do a great job at it and just see things. I like it when everyone else is figuring things out. And I'm just kind of listening in the background. That's my favorite thing.
1: <clears throat>
0: awesome. Well, uh, Carolyn, we thank you so much for uh, carving out some time to speak with us this morning and be on our podcast and, and, uh, and having our business relationship throughout the years. And, and also, you know, feels like uh, we've become friends, too. So we, uh, we thank you very much for that as well.
2: Well, that's really important to uh, work with people that you admire. So I appreciate everything that you do for us.
1: How can people get a hold of you if they would like to reach out?
2: Well, they can go on to www.themovemakers.com. And there's a contact form there. Or our phone number is 503-744-0826. And you can speak with a Movemaker
1: and make that move happen. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn. Thank you very much.
0: If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with a friend. Follow us on the socials.
1: At Edge Media.
0: At This Is Nicholas DeSalvo. Or
1: at Megan DeSalvo.